Hey, welcome to episode eight of Your Brain on God. This is Daryl. And this is Aaron. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about our experience of time Mm -hmm. and the importance of being present in the moment. Yeah. Fully experiencing life right here, right now, in every moment that passes. So we hope you enjoy the listen. Here we go. Yeah. Three, two, one. Yes, we're in. We're in <laughs> again. It's We've made t- it. <laughs> We've made it, Daryl, to episode eight of YBOG. Oh, your brain on God, 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 God. I allowed God, you to do God, that God, one, God. man. You weren't with me on it, though. not because I wasn't unified with you, just because I felt I felt like I wanted to hear what were, what you were doing. You know how when you do something with somebody, you can't really hear what they're doing because you're yeah. so focused on yourself. That's true. Here, wait. Do it again. Let me okay. do it better. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Your Brain on God, 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 God. Dude, see, that was amazing. That was now really me, good. Should right. I do it for you? Yeah, yeah. 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 Should I do Welcome it for you? <laughs> we want to make Welcome this to episode eight of Your Brain on God, God, God. <laughs> Wait, I felt weird about that one. It felt weird for me the first time, so I understand. <laughs> Let's try it again. I'll give you. Here. Okay. Yeah. All right. Go for it. Episode eight of Your Brain on God, 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 God. Gee, that was pretty yes. good. Yeah, that wasn't good. bad. Yeah, no, that was good. You get more comfortable on the mic. I, we feel so comfortable with you all, your boggies out there. You know, it, it's episode eight, and when you first start a podcast, it gets kind of weird. You know, you feel like yeah. uh, you're putting on like a personification of yourself, even though you're not trying to. And we're being our real selves. You know, it's like more self awareness. You know. Yeah, you're very, you're very self-aware. Like, we're, we're talking to people, and then, you know, if you're watching the video, you can see us, you know? And so it feels like we're having a conversation, but also there's people listening, you know? Mm-hmm. There's people yeah. listening in. Yeah. So it's just like, it feels different. You're in like a different space, you know? Totally. Yeah. It is, it is kind of strange. I feel more comfortable. I do feel more comfortable. Since we started? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, I think that's how, I mean, you just get used to stuff like that, you know? Ever since COVID, since we've been, uh, you know, we've been preaching online when there's no one in the services, you know, right, when we're yeah. doing like online services and stuff. When we first started doing that stuff, it was so weird, like talking to a camera and making a whole message or doing worship when there's no one in the room, no one listening, no one, you know. But then after a while, we, you know, we started back up again and then we went back online these last couple of weeks. And I get in there, I'm like, this is just normal, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like comfortable in front of a camera. You just, don't, I feel chill, you know. Right. Yeah. It's just the different experience feels different. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Words from Daryl Daniels. Word. That was the word I was looking for. <laughs> Honestly, dude, I've been thinking in like different experiences just feel different. different. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to wow, episode eight, good. everybody. Uh, we've got a special episode for you guys. We're going to be talking about time and presence um, and how our experience of time. There's a, There's a... I guess there's different kinds of time. There's there's clock time, uh, which is just the time that you see on a clock that naturally passes as you live life. And then I guess that would be, there could be natural time too, where it's like, you know, sun rises and sets, but that's a little fluctuating, not as, uh, more fluctuating than clock time. And then there's psychological time, which is, you know, how we experience the time in mm-hmm. our lives, how we experience life and things going fast and things going slow, because, you know, we could be watching the same movie or we could be doing the same thing and you could be like, oh my gosh, that went by so slow and I could have a completely different experience. And so we want to talk today about how um, to actually embrace um, being present 
in the midst of kind of like that fluctuation in our own psychological time when we're experiencing mm. things slowly or we're experiencing them quickly and how we can kind of best live and um out of that place i suppose yeah 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 i was actually just talking to somebody earlier today who was working and they were in their last hour of work yeah yeah, yeah. and i asked them mm-hmm during your last hour of work, do you get like a boost of energy because you know it's like the last hour? Yeah. Or does it feel longer? And he was like, oh, it usually always feels slower. It feels like it's longer than the rest of the time I was here. Mm-hmm. Which is different for me. Usually in my last hour of work, I feel like I get a boost of energy. Right. It's like, oh, this is it. I need to finish everything to get done. This is my last, like do this last thing and then I'll be doing something else afterwards. But I think it's the anticipation is making it go faster. Right. What, but, I don't know. That's kind of sometimes it actually makes the opposite effect where we could be anticipating something and it feels like what we're doing now is going slower or it's taking a long time. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know. When I'm doing work, it's not usually like that. Yeah. It depends on what kind of work I'm doing. You know, I I think, uh, yeah, work days fluctuate all the time because sometimes I will literally wake up thinking to myself, and I'm sure this is an experience of a lot of people, like, what time do I get off today? <laughs> you know, right. where it's like, if I start at this time, I'll get off on this time, you know, which is un- unfortunate. And I want to try and, you know, shift that because I feel like uh, we talked about this um, in one of our other podcasts, like working to rest right, and right, it's right. instead of working out of a place of rest. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I can get to that space where it's like I'm measuring how much time I have to live through before I can finally, you know, chill out. Right. You know, yeah, or do yeah. the things that I want to do. And I think that that is a part of working in like an environment. I, I think I know who you're talking about it working in a food, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, a food place where it's that that last hour of work. Because I know when I was working at Starbucks, it was like that all the time. It was like, get me the out last of hour here. Was yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. Is <laughs> already been way too long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, already been way. And then you're just hoping. And and I, I find it. It's really sad um, when we start describing our emotional states in work based on how much you know time we have left you know because i'll ask people how they're doing and before they even say actually how they're doing they'll just be like i got an hour off or i got you know i got an hour left or it just started Uh (laughs) uh-huh exactly so if you're saying that you just started it means like well this is gonna suck you know (laughs) or if it's like i got an hour left it's like i'm almost out of here like i'm almost out of prison you know Yeah, yeah and and that's unfortunate i think because um because we really aren't present with the work that we're doing. And that's not just in work, but um, that's in, in play too, or, or, you know, or standing in line or for food or, you know, there, there's so many um, different spaces in our lives where, where we start getting into our heads and we start weighing how long something is taking or, or um, you know, what we're doing in the moment. Is it worthwhile to actually take this time? Because time is, is precious to us you know yeah uh and and you'll hear people say that all the time um all the time you'll hear people say that all the all the time now i feel weird (laughs) (laughs) um that you know time is is more precious of a commodity than money is you know and and, or time is money time is a phrase uh you know yeah time is money because it's important to us that we're not wasting our time on things or that we're spending yeah we're spending our time well and so when we feel like especially when we're doing work um, or we're doing something that we don't want to do. We don't feel like we're spending our time well. And so we get out, you know, we get into our heads and start getting out of the actual present moment of what's going on. But mm-hmm. it does this unfortunate thing where you start living out of the present. And so no matter what you're experiencing, it just becomes worse anyway, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's like we're wasting time. 
Like right. as if we were wasting money. It's like, oh, but we can't do anything about it. It's like, this feels like a waste of right. my resources of right. the time that I'm actually spending when I could be spending time doing something else. Right. And we do treat time like a resource. And I guess it is a resource, right? Totally it is. Yeah. It's a re- it is a resource. And we have experiences of not having enough time. Mm-hmm. Usually it's in that, <laughs> right. usually I think it's leaning more towards that direction or we either don't have enough time or we don't have enough time to do this thing we want to do or uh, the the time that we do have, we feel like we can't accomplish what we're trying to accomplish. I think right. I just said the same thing in three different ways. <laughs> <laughs> I love synonyms. <laughs> I'm but 100% down for synonyms. Usually I think it's that, I'm leaning towards that direction where it's like a time deficit right. rather yeah, than yeah. I have too much time. Mm-hmm. And even if we have too much time, it's still... We still treat it as a negative thing. Like, there's too much time on my hands. I don't know what to do. Right. Which is so, it's so weird. We, when we don't have enough time, you know, we mm-hmm. feel like we don't have enough time. We're trying to get more time. And then when we have mm-hmm. too much time, we're trying to spend it on doing something else just to get, just to, for the time to pass by. Right. Yeah. It's like, when we don't have it, we feel like we, we need more. When we have too much, all we want to do is waste it. <laughs> right. Oh, gosh. It's so bad. My uh, my counselor, Max, he, he always says after we finish this session, we have a session for an hour. And then he, you know, when we were doing it every week, now we just meet twice a month. But when we were doing it every week, he, was, he would always say, I'll see you in 167 hours. Nice. You know, um, <laughs> because the guy works over 100 hours a week which is just crazy, wow. but he still finds time. He's like learning another language right now. And he spends, he's like, I was spending time with my grandkids and like with my family. And, and he always talks about how we have 168 hours in a week, you know? And he, and he's like, and most of that is, is wasted. <laughs> yeah. A lot of that is, is time that's not well spent, you know? Yeah. And so he talks about how if we utilize our time right and we actually remain in that present moment, right? And he's, mm-hmm. he's all about staying in the present, making sure that, that we don't get caught up in the psychological time, right? Or of our experience of time, but, but we're only in one space of time and that's in the present. We're not focused on the past. We're not focused on the future. And that, that doesn't mean that we don't plan for things or that doesn't mean we don't go back to go forward, right? Or we don't, you know, view things and learn from things in our past, but our main, our primary um, source uh, of, of drawing life I guess from, I'm trying to make this sound more spiritual than maybe it is, you know, it is the present moment and that's where we're going to fully experience life. And that's how we can best utilize our time is man, that if you think about it that way, that's actually a whole lot of time, 168 hours. If say I sleep 40 and I work 40, that's 80 hours. So that means I still have another 87 hours to do whatever I want to do. Yeah. 87 hours. That's crazy. That's a lot of things you can do in 87 hours in a week. You could do so much time just in 127 hours. You could cut off your arm like in that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Just think about it. You have 127 extra hours. Here's an idea. (laughs) Here's an idea. Get caught in a rock, be named James Franco, and cut off your arm with a small pocket knife. Yeah, no, but that's, uh, I think that's a great point. There is, I haven't actually seen this movie yet, but The Little Prince. I was watching a trailer for it last night. The Little Prince, what's that about? Uh, I don't know exactly. I don't <laughs> okay. know, it was a book. It was a book that turned into a movie. It's not called The Little Princess? Isn't that a book a movie? That too? is a movie with Shirley Temple. Not the same thing. <laughs> her name is Shirley Temple? That's a delicious drink. <laughs> it's named after her, I'm pretty certain. Whoa. She was like a child. You don't know who Shirley Temple is? I have no child idea. Child actress? Like, no. So was she in the 60s? Really? 50s? I don't know what era, but it was a long time ago. It was like barely color. And be- like the transition of black and white to color. 
Barely color. Color came out like the 30s or 40s. Wizard Just of Oz. Bro, I don't know. That's a long time ago. She had, there was movies with her in black and white. But Shirley Temple. Look her up, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we used to, I used to have a few at my house growing up. We had a few Shirley Temple movies. Anyways. That's awesome. I would love to drink a Shirley Temple while I watch Shirley Temple. <laughs> Go for it. There's incredible. a lot of options. Um, <laughs> but the little prince. So in uh-huh. the trailer for this movie, uh, or this little clip that was being shown, it was, I don't even know who this person was, an adult with a child. And the adult was talking to the child about their life plan. And she's like, this is your whole entire life plan. So you don't have to leave anything to chance. Everything's planned out. All of your birthday gifts are already preset. You already know what you're going to have for this year, for this year, for this year, for this year. We know what school you're going to go to. We know what you, how you're going to spend your time. And it's broken down to the hours and to the minutes. Jeez. And so she says the amount of years. And she says, like, I know that doesn't seem like a lot of time. But if you think about the hours, it's thousands and thousands of hours, and which is of minutes. Right. And seconds. It's like, <laughs> then when you look at the numbers, it seems like way more time than maybe we right. would have thought. Mm-hmm. And that reminded me of... Uh, Whenever I was in college, I had to do an assignment where I logged all my hours for like a week or two. Right. Every hour, I had to say what I was doing, you know, what was happening. If I was sleeping, if I was working, if I was eating, if I was playing video games, if I was just relaxing, right. whatever it was, I logged it into this um, this log. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I had to keep logging in this journal. And when I was done with it, it helped me realize how much time I actually have compared to the time that I feel I have. What did you spend most time doing? I don't remember. I don't remember. Work. Not as much school as I should have been doing. (laughs) Heck yeah. I remember thinking, I don't have, I wish I had more time to spend on these assignments so I could put more effort in. (laughs) 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 And then realizing, oh, I do have more time. I'm just not putting the effort in. Right. Um, But realizing all the time that I had uh, was using it to do something that was not very productive or maybe I was, if I was put my sleep schedule, if I actually scheduled sleeping better, mm-hmm. so I had better rest, that I had more time during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had free time, all the slots that I had free, all the hours and minutes, you know, when they, when they added up, I could be doing something, developing a new skill. I could be learning something, I could be studying right. on my own, something I want to do. And, or just spending more time to intentionally rest and relax. Right. But I wasn't aware of that instead of, until I started looking at this time log that mm. kept. And all this time that I was um, wasting and not really doing anything with because I didn't realize I had it. Right. Yeah, yeah, Even, yeah. I was just living through those hours mm-hmm. without being intentional with those hours. Right. And so much missed opportunity was happening. Right. And so I started being more intentional with like planning my, using a calendar to plan when I was going to study and do my homework, when I was going to be reading the Bible. And I'd put it into my calendar so I had it blocked out and I knew how I was going to be spending my time. It was like, right. a, like a budget. Yeah. Like a time, a time budget. budget. It was a time That's budget. Sick. So I didn't have all this, you know, with a budget, you put a budget so you can take control of your money mm-hmm. and use it the way that you want to use it. So you can right. put it towards the things that are important to you. So you can make sure you you pay for the things that matter first and mm-hmm. you can be saving up so you can have saved money to do things for fun as well. And make right. sure you do have free time or free money to do for fun things. Right, right. But the same thing with time. Mm-hmm. If we If we budget our time, we could be more intentional with how we're spending our time. Right. The things that we're spending on, things that we should prioritize first. Okay, so I need to spend my time doing these things before I do these things. Right. And how much time I have left over would determine what else I can do. Right. Right. So now I have this much time for free time or mm-hmm. this much time to be with my family or to be have some alone time. Right. Whatever that need is, I think when we be intentional with our time and actually put it into calendar, like a daily calendar, 
um, we can see how we're spending our time and be more intentional with those decisions mm -hmm. so that they reflect the values that we have. Totally. So they reflect the things that are actually important to us. Right. I was just going to say that. That means you have to figure out what actually matters. Yeah. You yeah. know? Um, cause I think we've talked about this before on the podcast. Most of the, most of the days that we do have off, we just end up wasting them doing things that we didn't get to when we were working, you know? Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. we end up doing just like the last minute chores around the house or we don't really take a, a Sabbath to do something that's life giving, you know, for yeah. us. And, and we don't really take the time to sit with what actually matters. So we end up spending our time doing a whole bunch of things that don't really matter. You know, yeah. and, and, mm -hmm. uh, this, this last season I, I've been, um, I've been, I guess I've been pretty proud of myself, you know, as far as utilizing my time. I don't know. Something shifted in me where I, th I think it was actually starting to go to counseling where I realized, oh my gosh, I have so much time to do things. You know, mm -hmm. it wasn't like, oh, I'm so busy. I can't even function because I, I also feel like most of the time, uh, that we do have off, we're just using to recover for the time that we, you know, right, we're going yeah. back into work, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so that can feel like wasted time because we're just like using that time to recover from the anxiety of the time that we spent working, which is unfortunate <laughs> too, <laughs> you know? But I realized like, oh man, yeah. it, it became exciting, uh, at how much time I had. It was no longer living in mm. this lack mindset of I just don't have enough. It was like, yeah. whoa. And so after work, I started going to coffee shops and writing, you know? And I started on Thursday nights. Every Thursday night, I started going to my buddy's Josh's house to record, you know? Right. For yeah, for yeah. for an EP. And then we we started up this podcast. And there there's there's so much opportunity to do things that are meaningful, that matter. Um in life, you know, yeah. and that's that's incredible. If we use our time well, the thing is, I think in order to use our time well, we need to be good stewards in um, being present in our time well. In the time that we do in have. In the time that yeah. we do have. Being aware of how we're actually spending that time and breaking out of that mm -hmm. time scarcity. Right. You know, like there's never enough time to do the things I want to do. Right. Or yeah. to do what I want to do or to, to go work out or to be healthier, to do this thing or to mm -hmm. start this thing. If we were to sit down and really be intentional, make a time budget, right? We probably could move things around, even if we literally are, if our days are really are taking up too much, like of doing a bunch of stuff that really doesn't matter to us, right? Well, if we become aware of that, that's now we have the decision: do we keep doing the things that don't matter to us, or do we carve out time to do what's right. important? And can we just say it? Social media, and we feel media. like we mentioned this on half of the podcast. You know, social media is a pit. That is so difficult to get mm -hmm. out of, you know, when you, you, you know, wake up and, and I can notice my, I, I open up my phone in the morning and then I just start swiping without even trying to, <laughs> You're not even thinking about I, it. I'm not even thinking about it. I just click on Instagram. And I'm like, no, and I, I have to like, <laughs> I shoot it up to the top, you know, yeah. you like exit get out, out of apps. I'm like, no, I put my phone down. I'm like, I'm not going to start my day that way, you know, because yeah, yeah. I can, I, you know, I have to put those, um. I have to put those time constraints on social media, on Instagram. Will tell me, it'll tell like you you've like, been on for 30 minutes. Yeah, you've been on for 30 yeah. minutes. Get off. But then it yeah. gives you options to say, don't even worry about it. Just let right. me go for the rest of the day. <laughs> and I click that every single time. So it, it comes out and I used to feel, okay, it's like, just give me five more minutes. And then it would come back up and I was like, just give me five more minutes. Like I'm pressing snooze button on it, right. telling me yeah, to get yeah. off. And then I'm just like, you know what? Just for the rest of the day, just stop telling me that I'm on this too much. I don't want to know about how much time I'm spending. But we can we can spend so much uh, needless time. And then I find that that makes me less creative. It makes me less driven. Uh, I, I look at what other people are doing, but I don't actually create myself 
you know, because mm-hmm. I see a bunch of creators, I see a bunch of athletes, or I see a bunch of people in the gym on social media, but I'm not actually doing it myself. I'm just watching all these people, and I find myself just getting and digging myself deeper and deeper in in time pits. You know, yeah. where it's like, geez, I, even those 30 minutes I could have used to just like talk to the Lord or be be present, experience life. You know, yeah. And, and that's it takes it takes being present to use your time well. You know, because I know that when I'm anxious, I don't use my time well. You know, I'm just like, I'm trying to find distractions. I'm trying to like figure out what to do. I don't, you know, so it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, I gotta take a deep breath, you know, so I can use my time well. Yeah. I, uh, a long time ago, I started thinking like, uh, I thought of what if somebody couldn't see what was on screens? So whether it's a TV screen or a phone screen, what if there's somebody who couldn't see like a blind person? I'm confused. No, they could see everything else. Just anything that appeared on the screen, they just couldn't see it. So they walk into a room and see people sitting on a couch staring at a box for hours. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> when did you have this thought? I don't know. This I don't is know. Awesome. A couple of years ago. <laughs> or like people pulling That's out this awesome. small device out of their pocket and just staring at it, you know, and like touching it and staring at it, touching it and staring at it for 30 minutes. It's so easy for 30 minutes or an hour to go right, by. You're just right, sitting right. on your phone. It looks crazy. But you look crazy to that person. Because you're just sitting there staring at something, not doing anything. <laughs> well, that's you know? one of the coolest <laughs> thoughts ever. <laughs> that's what, and that's what, I don't know. I never actually watched any of the Black Mirror episode things, but mm-hmm. I remember when they came out, that's what I thought of. I was like, oh, I wonder if that's what this is about. They were like mm. the Black Mirror where all, whenever it's off, all you see is a black mirror. It's like a black reflection. We're like looking Whoa. at ourselves and it's just a black screen, you know? But when we turn it on, we see all kinds of stuff. But when it's off, it looks like a black mirror. You know what I mean? That's actually a profound I don't know criticism that, of... I don't know if that's at all what they were doing, but that's what I thought of whenever I saw it come out. Dang. That like when you look on your phone and you actually turn it off, you see yourself. It's just like this black... It's like know. a black mirror. Yeah. It's just a reflection, but it's black because the screen's dark. Jeez. And like in a TV where you can see your reflection, and you're just watching a box. Yeah. That's actually sad. Did that make you sad? <laughs> <laughs> but but that is that is like ah you yeah, know it, it's like and i'm not saying that there's anything wrong with watching and enjoying a movie no, or a I love show movies. or going to your phone and everything but i think that uh when we could spend more time doing that than we do investing in right intentional relationships with somebody right. then there's an issue mm-hmm. i think that an issue uh is becomes clear yeah and it starts surfacing in other ways as mm-hmm. well you know yeah using using that time you know, using that time well is like, it changes everything, you know? And then you actually start accomplishing what you want to accomplish and then building those patterns and actually using that time and being present, you know, in the, yeah. in the present moment, like you start, it builds this habit of just like, oh, I can do so much, you know? And then you're go, 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 you know? Yeah, and, yeah. and there can be a healthy aspect to go, 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 go. Does that make right. sense? Where it's like, it's actually, you're doing life giving things because I think, I think burnout is something that, should be like talked about in like the, you know, being productive in time or whatever. I think that's also because we're not actually present in the things that we're doing. Hmm. Right. We're not actually in the present moment. We're just kind of like, you know, turning our wheels as fast as we can to get things done that might not really matter, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things. And then we end up getting, you know, burnt out and then we're so tired and then we need like recovery time for all those things. And, and that's good. We all need rest. God created rest and he created those recovery times. Those are good things, you yeah, know, yeah. but I, I think coming actually into the idea that it's like, I'm not living for future, you know, I, I'm not living out of past, 
I'm living right here. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm working right here. I'm playing right here. I am right here. And I can't change this present moment by getting into a headspace of future or by staying in a headspace of past. It's just like, you can't change it. It's like this, um, this weird thing that our brain does, uh, uh, again, my counselor says to find salvation in the future, you know, yeah, yeah. where where we're in a present moment and you're standing in line at Chipotle. And this, I just saw this in Chipotle. You're standing in line in Chipotle, and it's a really long line in Chipotle. And you're standing right there, but your mind is just waiting and expecting that you're going to get that food, you know. Right. And then you you can get out, <laughs> get out of there, and you can you know you go home, and you can finally rest, and you could sit on the couch, all of that stuff, right? And, and so you're you're in that moment. Your body is, but your mind is somewhere else. Yeah. You know, I, um, it's a dangerous place. Yeah. And then when we put our mind, our energy goes to that place. Mm-hmm. Our mental energy goes there and it makes us want to be there as well. And when we can't be there, it actually causes some kind of like uh, uh, an internal pain um, of a desire not fulfilled. Right. When we're not putting our attention on the present. We're wanting right. to be in the past or wanting to be in the future. Mm-hmm. And we're missing out what's actually around us. You know, mm. like being in a line at Chipotle, you could be present in that moment. Because you're not going to get the burrito any sooner right. by w- thinking about the burrito you're going to get. <laughs> right, 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 right. You're going to have to wait for the line. So you might as well just be present in the moment and uh, just be there rather than trying to be somewhere else. Right. You know, I wonder how many things we would notice that would be different. Or if we had ever strike up a conversation, which is totally <laughs> socially, uh, it's like against the social norm to start talking to somebody in line. You in know? line, yeah. But what I've noticed is when that's happened, it's almost like a relieving thing. It kind of feels like, wow, this is like society. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> This yeah. is humanity. It's like there's people here. There's people yeah. around me. Yeah, uh-huh. like this is a human being who has a life. Right, 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 right. And it's... They have a voice. They have ideas. They have beliefs. Like, yeah, they actually, yeah. we actually have common interests in some things. We're not just standing in line at a Chipotle. Right, yeah. 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 It's mm-hmm. so fascinating. But when we break out of the trying to be somewhere else and just be present... I think mm-hmm. we notice a lot more of the things that are around us. Right. You know, and being, we can't, like you said, we can't live in the future. Meaning mm-hmm. if we're thinking about the future, we're actually, we're still going to be living in it today, regardless of how much we're thinking about the future. Same right. thing without the past. Right. Think about the past and want to be in the past, but we can't bring the past in today. We can only live in right now. Every mm-hmm. moment that passes, that's the only thing we can experience. Right. And the more we spend time thinking about being somewhere else or thinking about what has been, we're missing out. We're missing the opportunity to experience what is. Right. Exactly. And that's like right now is the time that we experience God. Right. We don't experience God by thinking about experiencing Him in the future. Yeah. Right. We experience Him now in the present, and we could plan for things and want to have things happen in the future. Right. But the only time we are fully present with Him is when we're fully present with ourselves. Right. Right now. Mm-hmm. It's like the we can't find that anywhere else right but in this moment it's like he is in the present right now right now <laughs> and right now <laughs> and right now <laughs> yeah and we can only experience the moments as they pass <clears throat> and every time we're not being present we're missing the moments right. around us right and i uh i mentioned this earlier i think did alan tell you this as well the story about um him having a friend who was really very present with a lot of things and yeah. experiencing things around him. He loved to enjoy things. He, he always yes. talked to me about 
uh, our, well, my roommate's father. Yeah, I used to work for him. Yeah. So he told Alan. me this story whenever I was working his for him. Alan. He, he used to tell me about this guy who he loved getting uh, haircuts. Like, because they, when they would <laughs> right. wash his, uh-huh, when they would uh-huh. like scratch his head or whatever. And he said he had the weirdest face ever when they would scratch his head. Like, he'd just be like, Ugh. He's <laughs> like just enjoying it. Yeah, just enjoying, enjoying it. Like, a like, huge mm, smile on his yeah. face, like shaking his head. Just like, it looked so weird. Yeah, but, but he, he was mm-hmm. being fully present and experiencing what mm-hmm. was going on. You know, he was just. Right thinking about the enjoyment that was happening in that moment and he's right. fully allowing that joy to take over mm-hmm. and this other time when he saw him in the in a car on the street and at a stoplight and he was just drawing his finger against the window you right. know like looking at his finger and in, in the glass and just feeling the glass right and alan was like what is he doing that's so weird uh-huh. and but then he was like i'm gonna do it to see what that's like you know if it feels anything right. special or mm-hmm. so he started doing it. he was like huh interesting but he never even thought to do that he never right. thought to ex- have that experience mm-hmm. or this thing is around him and he can have this experience, but he never even thought to have the experience. Yeah. And he talked to me about, so before I was married and before I was even engaged, about being fully present with the woman that I love and being fully present with Brittany and when I'm with her to fully experience her. Mm to what she looks like, what she feels like, what she smells like, what she sounds like, and to actually take in who she is, wow. you know, and fully experience who she is. And every moment, every time I'm, t- when I'm holding her hand or touching her hand or feeling her skin, just knowing what she's like and allowing myself to be present in that and actually think about it. Right. To actually think about what it feels like to hold her hand, mm. you know, what it feels like to kiss her, right. what it feels like to hold her. And to be present with her. And that advice has, it's something that I had, you know, wanted to do anyways. You know, it's something I try to do is be present and with people. Right. But him saying that emphasize it more. So I put more intention into that and I do it more often because of that. And those times when I remember to do that are so sweet and so special. Right. You know, we're not doing anything but just being together. Right. And me thinking about how much I love her, how grateful I am for her, hearing her heartbeat right. and just and uh, soaking in the preciousness right. of who she is. The, mm-hmm. That sure beats, you know, waiting to go do something with her, like right. you know, waiting to get mm-hmm. out of the house or why are you taking so long or, you know, yeah. that, that sure beats that when you can actually create that level of, uh, of experience and intimacy, you know, in a relationship, that's yeah. something huge. And it, I would say, um, uh, I guess mindfulness coaches, uh, or I guess meditation coaches, or presence coaches, or, or whatever, they would say it's like it's coming back into your body. Yeah. So yeah, the yeah. experience, like what you're talking about, the um, of Alan's friend, who's yeah. who's touching, you know, He's touching the window. the window. It's it, it's a it's a great way to get out of your head. Um, Being is, present with is to be present yeah. with uh, with your senses. Yeah. So yeah. focus on what you're hearing. And then focus on what you're saying, you know, you're, if you're talking to somebody or, or what they're saying, focusing on their words um, or focus on what you're seeing and the fact that you even have eyes to see. It, it, sometimes I get blown away. I have this, <laughs> I have this, this, this like week where I was so excited that I could see. I was like, oh my gosh. I can see things, and I was so jacked up on the fact that I could see. And I would, I would take uh, every night. I would go out and I would walk, and I would just become so present with the fact that my eyes were working, and that I was perceiving light. 
and and like dark and color That's amazing and i, I remember <laughs> i probably looked like a crazy person because i got to the stoplight and i don't know if you've ever noticed how big stoplights are have you ever looked at a stoplight i remember you called me when you were doing that did i really <laughs> yeah i didn't know how long ago this was but now i know exactly yeah. how long ago it was. Yeah. i called you because i was like i think i said daryl stoplights are huge yes. yeah because and it, it sounds like a high thought or something it wasn't on totally, drugs or anything like yeah, that i was totally just walking with jesus <laughs> just excited about the fact that I could perceive, you know, yeah. and I was present with that, that idea. And, and I looked up at the stoplight and those things are huge. They're like, a, you know, a foot and a half thick, probably three and a half, four feet tall. I was like, geez, man, these things are giant. <laughs> when you see them from a distance, they don't look that big, right, which is yeah. a word as it is itself. You see it as it really is when you get close. Anyway, <laughs> that's my pastor mindset. But, um, but you become present with those things and it starts filling you with joy. You get out of the whole what's going on here and what's going on here because you're actually experiencing life as it is. Mm-hmm. And I think that comes back to time in a sense, right? When, when you're living outside of the presence and you're waiting in the Chipotle line and, and you're thinking about how much time the line is taking and how, how long they're taking to prepare the meal and you're so time, psychological time focused, you're, you're not actually seeing things as they actually are. You know, like you're trying to experience life through how you think it should be. And so you're missing on life as it actually is. But there's actually more joy in the moment as it actually is than what you think it should be. Right. And it is that lack mindset that you're coming back to. You're still living from that lack of time. Right. Because that lack mindset of where I'm not. And so instead of actually living from a place of this is actually where I'm at, I'm going to live from what I have. You're waiting for the future to save you. Right. Mm -hmm. Or you're looking for the past to change in order for you to be okay or whatever, you know, like you're not actually living in that moment. But I, but I love those moments where, uh, when I get really anxious now, sometimes what I do is I just start touching my fingers. Like I start touching my fingers or uh, I'll start rubbing my leg and just start focusing on, on the fact that I can feel my leg, what it feels like, what it, what the response is on my fingers. And what happens is I start to actually sensing it, it gets me out of this, ah, this mindset, yeah. this anxiety, because I'm not longer in the head. I bring it into, into the body, which is, which is the opposite of what anxiety makes you think you have to do. Because for me, anxiety makes me want to get out of my body. <laughs> I'm like, get me out of here, right? But really yeah. what I'm doing is living in the matrix and trying to get out of my head and I need to get back into the current reality, right? right. So the idea with anxiety often, most of the time, is, and, and being time conscious is we want to get out of the moment, right? Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. find salvation in a, in a different moment. But really the, the salvation comes when you stay in that moment, right? Yeah. Where you, you, you do that. And I'll say one more thing, but before I let you talk, Daryl, I'm sorry. I'm talking about, <laughs> no, but and uh, sorry, I get a lot of revelation and 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 I learn a lot from my counselor Max because he he talked about. Um, I don't know if I talked about this before. Staying in the circle, I don't know. No, tell me. Um, so basically, he was talking about, and I don't know if it's a story or if this is actually like a real tribe that he was talking about. Basically, he's talking about this Native American tribe that when a boy uh, turned 12, um, they would take the boy out into. Um, the wilderness and they would set a circle of stones in the wilderness and they would have him sit there and they would say sit there until we come back and it was like this test of him becoming mm-hmm. a man right so they would leave and during the day it was really easy for the boy to just sit in the circle but at night you start hearing sounds mm-hmm. and you start you know getting afraid right and what happens is you start wanting to get out of the circle 
right? You start wanting right. to run back to the camp. But if you run back to the camp, it's going to be a really bad thing for you, right? Because yeah. <laughs> you're going to be received by all these people who are like, you know, that's your test of manhood to stay in the circle, right? Yeah. But the idea is to stay in the circle and then the morning comes and if you just sit there and wait, they'll come get you. Right, right? Yeah. they'll come get you the next day, and you'll be fine. But it's the fear, it's the noise, it's the anxiety, it's the it's the time, this feeling, this pull of this experience of time that we have to make things go quicker, or to slow things down, or try and control time, which you can't at all. You know, right. uh, instead of staying in the circle, right, staying in that space, even though the you know it's getting crazy, and you're starting to feel every time you start to feel like this line needs to take, you know. Ah, it needs to go shorter, you know, to come back to the moment and be like, okay, what am I experiencing right now? You yeah. know, why, why do I need to get out of Chipotle so quick? What's going on? Why can't I just be in this moment right now? And then coming back to a place, maybe just rub your hands together, you know, yeah. rub your hands together or just put your hand on your heart and just kind of feel the fact or, you know, um, what my counselor says too, is just rub your mind and say, it's okay. You know I mean? Like, <laughs> you, you don't need yeah, to be good. anywhere, but now just be right here, you know? So, so all of those things are helpful to you know, come bring back in, yourself back in, bring back into the present moment. Cause all of those, all of those realities you're creating, they don't exist yet. Right. All that exists right now is now. Mm -hmm. So, and now, and now, and now, you know, there is no future and there is no past. And, and we talked about having experiences where that was like the case, right? Yeah. Where, yeah. Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> like we talked about like the, the moments that we had where we were like, Oh my gosh, you know, the future doesn't exist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah past totally. doesn't exist. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And like, I can't live. Like, there is no future. There is no past. There's only right now. Yeah. <laughs> Which sounds like a, a, a something a, I don't know, a, a sage would say right, in, a, right. in a movie, in like a kung fu movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Brittany um, does that. I think she, about rubbing her fingers together mm -hmm. about being present. Mm -hmm. You know, because she can also get in her head and become anxious about things and be worrying about things. Mm -hmm. But she's starting to develop some practices to help ground herself in reality, you know, right. in those moments of, okay, so what's happening right now? Let's get back in the present. Let's get right. back into my body because I'm not over there. This thing isn't happening yet. Mm -hmm. And if I spend my time and energy thinking about this thing, I'm going to be missing out on what's right now, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, for me, it's a little easier for me to do that. I don't, I haven't had that intensive uh, experiences with anxiety in that manner. Right. Um, and part of that is just, I don't know, I'm not sure why. I'm just, my brain's just hasn't developed that way. I have other ways that I, my brain has, has struggled. <laughs> Your brain's just better. <laughs> no, my brain has developed <laughs> other ways to, to cause self infliction. <laughs> right, right. Um, but whenever I think about things in the future that might go wrong or whatever, I think like, well, it hasn't gone wrong yet, so I'm not going to worry about it. <laughs> right, right. It's right. like, I'll worry about it once it happens. And right. sometimes that is a little bit too much. That sometimes can be uh, uh, damaging because I'm taking too long to start worrying about something that maybe I should start thinking about and planning uh -huh. for. Um, but it's like the opposite experience where I'm thinking that I don't need to focus on those things because it's not here yet. And so I don't think the solution necessarily is to act like there is no future. <clears throat> I have a friend uh, from college um, and something he, I remember him saying one day, one night, like all of my housemates were all, like staying up late playing video games. And he, he's like, okay, I gotta stop. I can't live like there's no tomorrow. 
It sounded like something he probably heard from his dad. He heard yeah, from his dad. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I can't like I can't live like tomorrow doesn't exist. He's playing video games. He's hearing of his dad yell at him for playing video games. Get out and get a job. Or something. Yeah. So he so he stopped playing and he went home. Right. And there's some reality to that. Um, you know that there is obviously there is tomorrow. There is tomorrow, and there are things that have happened in the past. Right. But there is. I think the pivotal difference is where we decide to put our prioritize our time and our energy. Right. Are we prioritizing spending time and energy in the present? Uh, whenever I was overseas doing college, I saw a lot of people get really homesick. And um, I had one experience that I remember feeling really homesick to the point where it felt pain in my stomach. Mm. It was after like my first six months. Um, I was only, I didn't know anybody over there when I was there. You know, I just met new people. I was uh, alone in that sense. And I had a moment of feeling very homesick of missing my family, just thinking about my family and missing my family and my, my friends I had. And after that moment, I didn't really struggle with it, but I took a moment to grieve it. But what I realized is the more I spent my time and energy being present mm. in the country that I was in and with the people that I'm around, right. with the church I was going to, with the job that I had, the less I thought about wanting to go home. Right. And when I just, whenever I decided to make where I was my home the idea of homesickness wasn't even a thing for me anymore it was like well this is my home now and there are people that I love and I try to stay connected to mm-hmm. but there are relationships here that I'm developing there are things I'm, I'm pouring into here and the more I was able to bring myself to be present with the situation I was in right the less I wanted it to change right the less I was needing it to change you know and I was able to enjoy it more right I was yeah, able totally. to make better decisions because I was living in the moment then totally and i saw a lot of people come and always thinking about home or going back overseas and oftentimes those students would drop out halfway through the semester or after one semester mm. or go home because after one year because they missed home right and the whole time they're thinking about being somewhere that they were not right and those same students usually didn't develop relationships where they were they didn't pour into mm. very much they didn't invest into where they were right. they didn't get as out as much as they could have Right. If they were just present with where they were actually at. Mm-hmm. And the same thing, I think, translates in regards to our time. You know, we can have relationships somewhere else in the past or maybe in the future. But if we pour our time, our time into right now, we can develop relationships that maybe we never, that are stronger than any other ones that we had in the mm-hmm. past. Right. You know, or ever could in the future. Well, maybe not that. Because I think if we're always present, we're always going to be making good relationships. Yeah. But being able to be present is the superpower that allows us to develop healthy relationships <laughs> right yeah you know and not getting caught up in trying to be different or somewhere else right and i would say the the fear that we have of being present is a lot of the time like well if i'm just present like i won't deal with things i won't get things done i won't be responsible like i have to mm. think for tomorrow but it, it's it's not about not planning for things it's just yeah. not about living in a space that doesn't exist yet yeah, so yeah. I can plan for the future, but I don't have to live there. Yeah. Right. Totally. So I can, I can pack a bag for it when, when we get there, I'll have it, you know, but I'm not going to live there or try and live there. Cause it doesn't, you know, it's not there yet. Yeah. You know? And and it does. You're, it's like, um, it, the, the sacrifice of living for the present, you said like, I'm usually pretty present. So 
sometimes I, I don't deal with things until, until they come. I think that's better than living somewhere that you're mm. not and then not actually enjoying the moment with the relationships that you have, with the people that you have, with the experiences, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. To, to be able to enjoy all of those things. And coming back to the waiting in line at Chipotle, you know, what if that was super enjoyable for you because you were present? You know, yeah. or yeah, what if Australia being at school was super enjoyable because you weren't thinking about, you know, where you should you where you want to be, but you were just focused. Well, I, I'm here. So I yeah. bought a flight out and at least for the next six months for this semester, I'm going to be here. So if I'm going to be here, I'm going to be here, you yeah, know, totally. and, and making an actual decision uh, to to be there. I think that the sacrifice of being present for maybe not thinking too much of the future is well worth it. You know, <laughs> at least at least in, in my own mind, struggling, you know, so yeah, much yeah. with future and, and past and not actually being in the moment. Uh, I'd way rather, you know, mess up a little bit in the planning process than, than miss than, out on than, what is actually going on than miss out on what what's actually going on. Yeah. And and even furthermore than that, I think we don't. We don't trust in the power of being present hmm. because the power of being present, um, it creates responsibility or it makes you responsible because your mind is clear hmm. to mm-hmm. be responsible. You know, it, it's not this, it doesn't become this willy nilly thing of what I'm just living in the present, man, not thinking about my future. It's like usually those people, you're just dealing with issues and you're not actually responsible. Right. Person, you might right? be just ignoring something. Exactly. <laughs> you're ignoring something. But if you're actually present with, you know, what you're going through, the, the what you're feeling, the, the maybe some of the fears that you have, the insecurities, the anxieties, if you're actually being present with all of those things and then come to a healthy presence, that makes you a more responsible person. You can plan actually out of health. You can make decisions for your business out of health not out of anxiety and in yeah. something something that the lord uh i think has uh, has been speaking to me recently is that you can't gather any truth from fear mm. <laughs> so what happens is anxiety is fear you know and it's in its base level anxiety is fear right or living outside of the moment is fear right. uh, for me you know and and um and so what we try and do is we get anxious about where we're not or where we should be. And then what we try and do is we try and gather truth. And then based on that evidence that we gather from our own fear and anxiety, uh, we create decisions that we make decisions out of that place. But mm-hmm. we're not going to make solid decisions if we're making decisions and we're gathering information from fear and anxiety. Right. Right. Yeah, so yeah. If, if you can actually look at your business or look at your career um, or, you know, look at your relationships out of uh, a presence, then you'll actually be able to make even better decisions about what you should do in those relationships than you would be if you were just trying to, you know, I'm just trying to run the rat race, you know, or it's like, I got to work, I got to work, I got to work. Or just being like, I want to work really hard, but I'm going to be present doing it. You'll actually do better work even than that because you're present and your time will actually be utilized better because you're not using your time anxiously. I know when I'm anxious, I don't get nearly as much done. Mm-hmm. When I get into a present state and I get into that flow state, it's like six hours will go by and be like, man, I just you know, woo, right, you know, yeah, it, it yeah. like zooms by and it's like the, uh, the greatest feeling ever when you just get into that state and you're not thinking about anything, you know, you're, you're thoughtless. You're just right in that moment, you know, working on that, you know, working on that book or writing that song or you're in, you know, in work and you're designing something, you're an engineer, whatever you do, you know, or, or you're at Starbucks and you're making a latte and you're just enjoying the people around you because you're in that present moment. And I, I love when you're so present that you're not even thinking about the clock. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. when it's like eight hours go by in a work day and you're like, 
God, I was so productive. It makes you feel powerful, you know? It, yeah. It's crazy. But but that presence, it, it's uh, we don't think it's powerful, you know? We think that we'll end up missing it or we won't invest in our relationships as much or we'll be like, like this weird surfer guy who doesn't have a care in the world, you know, stuff right. like that. You know, which, you know, there's an aspect to that. But, you know, you, you can be really chill. But, <laughs> but I think it does make you a more responsible, uh, more intentional person. Yeah, I think that the what you're saying, the fear of, something not happening if you're not thinking about it you know like oh right. if, if i don't worry about this then what if this takes place right yeah, and yeah. if i don't worry about this and if i become present that's going to mean i'm going to miss this or if i become present then i'm not going to be able to do this thing or this it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that whenever we are being present it doesn't mean we have to accept everything as it is and not make any effort to change anything right but rather accepting that things are the way they are and making a decision from that place. Right. You know, and rather than trying to think that we need to spend all our energy fixing the future, which, you know, before it gets here, (laughs) you know, I think that's like, when I, when I get anxious about the future, that's the kind of thoughts that are going through my mind, you know, like trying to fix something that hasn't even happened yet. Right. It's like, well, let's be present and see what's actually here and what can I do right now now, from this place, Mm -hmm. you know, and that helps me stay grounded in that process. Right. I think, um, it could be cool to, to wrap up with some practical yeah. things. Uh, I know there's some things that come to my mind. Um, Hit it, Daryl. Something that uh, uh, John Mark Homer said. He's He wrote a book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Really good book. Really good book. Pick he it up on Amazon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Will be his Anywhere book. Anywhere books are sold. Anywhere <laughs> books are sold. He's a... Uh, he's a pastor of a big growing church. He uh, was really successful, but he was really really busy you know he was getting a lot of stuff done but he's starting to get burned out and he had a like a mentor he's meeting with and one of the things his mentor told him to do to was to ruthlessly eliminate hurry from Mm -hmm. his life yeah and so he started on this journey of trying to figure out when he's hurrying when he's rushing and he saw all these moments when he's in the store line grocery store line when he's driving on the road right and one of the practical tips he gives is get in the slow line, the slow lane on purpose yeah. or get in the longest line on purpose Right. To, to, to practice not needing to hurry. Right. Practice slowing down. Yeah. And something else that I love that he said is that all the mentors that he walks with, all the people that he, that he goes on actual walks with, they're like old wise sages. They all walk really slowly. <laughs> <laughs> Not because they can't walk any faster, but because they're not in a rush to get anywhere. Right. And they're just being present in the moment and taking it slowly mm-hmm. and intentionally being slow. So I think that's one thing is doing that practically, intentionally, right. slowing down, picking the long line to stand in, going right. in the slow lane, driving the speed limit, you know, <laughs> driving the speed limit, yeah, <laughs> which is hard to do in California. Uh-huh. Um, and something that I have learned from one of my college classes actually regarding time management is turning off my notifications. Mm. I don't have any notifications from apps pretty much. Almost all, definitely all social media I don't get notifications for um, because those are things that demand our attention. Right. They demand our time when we're not planning on giving it to them. Right. So whenever I'm not planning on paying attention to Instagram, if it dings, it's saying, hey, pay attention to me. Right. And I turn off those notifications so I can take back that time and I take back my attention so I can use my attention how I want to. So turning off notifications on your phone, I think is a good practical uh, tip. Whenever I'm done for the day with work, and I just want to relax or spend time with my wife. I'll put my phone down. 
um, away from me or in another room and just don't think about it because I don't need it there. You know, I'm right. there with her. Same thing with friends. Whenever I go to coffee with friends or something, try to not pay any attention to my phone. Right. Um, yeah, there's a couple practical tips with mm-hmm. that I found helpful mm-hmm. uh, with slowing down and becoming present, <clears throat> taking back the time that I have so I can be intentional with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, those are the big ones that come to my mind. Yeah, and then there's the things like we talked about where it's coming back into your body. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just taking a moment to em- embrace your senses. You know, focusing on what you're hearing, focusing on what you're seeing, um, uh, what you can feel. Um, just yeah, just getting back into your body when you start getting into that into that state. You know, and then allowing you know. Uh, allowing God to reveal in your own heart, like to almost question, why am I so in a hurry? You know, like, Mm. where do I have to be right now? I don't have to be anywhere. And then I think really presence is, is the art of letting go, you know, letting go of where you have to be, letting go of what has to get done, letting Mm. go of what you think matters and redefining what actually matters, you know? And I I think that comes through um, times of reflection uh, I know that times of silence are super helpful for me yeah. when I can get uh, alone in a room and you realize how crazy your mind is when you get by yourself. And uh, we we love distraction and we love thinking that we're good because we're just filling us with other stuff. Uh, noise that cancels out the other noise in our own minds, um, our own the the other pools to to not being present. And so, not just settling for uh, distraction. I think we do that a lot. You know, I just need something to take my mind off of this. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. but getting into a space where you can sit with those things that are going on inside of you. Because if you're going to be present, you can't just be present with all of like the, oh, you know, you you have to be present with some of uh, the hard things too. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and so in order to be present in the joy and present in like the beautiful moments and, and all the good that you're focused on, you also have to be present with the emotions that you don't want, with the thoughts that you don't want, you know, yeah. and you have to, uh, um, embrace those things to a certain extent and, and find time to, to sit with, what am I actually feeling about this? Why, you know, because you're not anxious in a line at Chipotle just because you want your food, you know, like there's probably, there's probably, you know, 10 or 20 things, you know, that could have happened that day that have slowly but surely brought you into a space of anxiety, you know, where you're just, you're going quick and you're hurrying. So I think being in, in that, that, uh, more reflective about what are actually the causes, what are the roots of those things, so that you can maintain uh, that healthy balance. For me, also starting out my day right is really important for mm-hmm. me. Um, uh, being healthy, I'm starting to realize that more and more. And I didn't used to do this, but just starting out my day with um, with healthy things that get me out of my head. You know, so I wake up, spend time with Jesus, meditate on the Lord, r- read the Word maybe a little bit, and then I stretch. Um, I've just been doing this for the last week. It changes from season to season what, what's important for me to do in the morning. Yeah. But just the last week, you know, getting up and stretching and that gets you into your body as well. You know, actually feeling, you know, your muscles stretch and, and, and that feels good. So I'm talking to God while I do that. And then I take a, I take a shower and at the end of the shower, I turn it real cold. So I took like a, a really cold shower and it's like, whew, it just like totally tsh, like lights up your brain, you know? So, so doing <laughs> yeah. healthy things like that, that can kind of bring you into that. And while I'm in the shower too, to not be getting, trying to get out of the cold. 
but actually feeling the cold like being it, present yeah yeah like it, being present with the cold and embracing it embracing what my what my lungs are doing and what my heart's doing what's like you know and like taking yeah. deep breaths and, and breathing into that um and another thing there's there's countless things that you could do you got to yeah, find totally. what you what works for your brain i think you know but um breathing into the feelings helps you be present with your feelings so mm. instead of just like um just trying to get rid of them like experience the feelings that you're feeling be present with them and then breathe straight into Mm -hmm. into all that you're feeling don't like don't try and hide away from it breathe straight into it go and face it and then when you face things that are actually going on inside of you it gives you the opportunity to be present because you realize it's probably not as big of a deal as you thought it was you know Uh, when we run away from things our fears look a lot bigger when we actually get close enough to them and we realize like oh that's not that big of a deal, you know? Yeah, yeah, good. You could breathe into him, come back into the present moment. So there, there's tons of ideas, but we, uh, you know, um, there's tons of videos too. And, and different people that are, that are great speakers into living into present and living, um, in that space. Cause at, at the end of the day, I mean, Jesus was, uh, the most present guy ever, you know? <laughs> yeah. He was always, he was always where he was. <laughs> he was always where he was. He always had time to, to take care of the, of the person that was in front of him. Mm-hmm. You know, to stop for uh, the person that that needed, you know, needed his help. You know, even if he was on a mission, you know, like going to see Jairus's daughter who died. You know, the woman with the blood disorder reaches out and touches his garment, and instead of she, the Jairus's daughter was already dead. You know, but instead of just running, and he's like, "I got something to do," he turns to this woman who reached out for help in the middle of it. Why? Because you know he didn't have to rush he was in the present moment he knew the yeah. authority that he had and so he reached down healed the woman and then went on his way you know so so those types of things and, and god being outside of time he's you know he's not worried about things jesus says things like do not worry you can't you know uh worrying doesn't add one hour to your life which is interesting that he ties yeah, it to time, to time. <laughs> right that, that you can't add more time by worrying about time. You actually start to lose time when you live out of that place of lack. Yeah. Well, that's beautiful. I feel like the spirits in that one, <laughs> that, tie, <laughs> that tied together perfect because that is what he says about worry is that, you, you know. You can't add any time to your life by add, worrying. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Worrying only takes away right. from your ability to actually respond to what you're worried about. Exactly. Yeah. That's good. Dang. 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 We homies. got the same 24 hours that Beyonce does. Yo, we, <laughs> That's my brother used to always say. <laughs> Yo, you got 168 hours, all right? Well, this episode was like an hour long, so you have 167 hours until the next Your Brain on God podcast. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? That's the That's question. Good. You know what I'm saying? But we love you guys so much we always get awkward at the end okay <laughs> we love you use guys so much well. yeah use your time well be present this next week um yeah just I- embrace the moment just as it is and uh we believe that'll bring freedom to your guys's lives make sure you subscribe follow us on spotify itunes youtube your brain on god our instagram profile your brain on god we love you guys so much and we'll see you back next week next for your brain, brain on, on god 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 god, god. Yeah, yeah.